You're listening to Industrious Radio, a show designed to help you work hard, live fit, and lead an exceptional life. Today's show is brought to you from our friends at Head to Toe Spine and Sport Therapy, a modern manual therapy practice where movement is the best medicine. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody. What's going on? How's it going? What up? Elaine, how are you? I'm good. Excellent. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're doing a member spotlight today, and the spotlight is on you. That's not uncomfortable at all. <laughs> Did you know this was going to happen? You're like, why am I here? What is that? What is even happening? Yeah, member spotlight on you. I did have a little bit of advance warning, I yeah. guess. Good, perfect, yeah. perfect. How's everybody yeah. feeling? Good, good, good. really good. Yeah. It's been it's been a wild week uh, in the hit household. That's for sure. Yeah, um, got the double trouble going on. Yeah, yeah, double trouble. We got a two week old right now and a two year old right now, so we're adjusting. <laughs> yeah, that How is much amazing. <laughs> not much, uh, not much at all. Um, Molly though is a champ. I don't know how. I don't know how she does it because she is really the one who is going nonstop with the kids. Um, and you know that is just. I have so much respect for for all of our parents. Um, but you know Molly has just been an absolute champ. It is so fun to watch her work with the kids and um, and and it's just it, it. I again, I just don't know how she does it. It is incredible. Yeah, I have a hard time feeding myself on a regular basis. I couldn't imagine being responsible for other people. <laughs> You'll step up when the time comes. I'm sure. Yeah, when the choice is feed your kid or don't feed your kid, you'll, you'll feed your We're kid. We're all having chicken nuggets tonight. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it happens. You just live out of a can and a microwave bag. You know, it's just like microwave some nuggets, eat some chicken noodle soup. You just, you just like sit there and hope your kid doesn't finish all their food. Like, oh, I hope they leave like three of those nuggets. Every now and then. Eat them. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually a thing. Like as a parent, that's like, it's a kind of like, you know, if you go to college and you get those like freshman 10 or freshman 20, whatever, because you're eating the college food as a parent. Yeah. You can, you could pack on some pounds on those snacking on those kids, <laughs> unfinished sandwiches, that grilled cheese. Damn, that looks good. I'm going to yeah. slice off a little piece for me. <laughs> Quesadilla. Nobody's going to miss it if I take half of it. Yeah. Yeah. And Elise was running around with some hair. Uh, Haribo gummy bears the other day, and yep. those are the ones. Those, those are, are good. so good. <laughs> and um, and so, anyways, I was I was watching very closely if she was going to eat them all, and she ate them all. <laughs> yeah, you got to got to snag that stuff. <laughs> you were sad, but also not sad. Yeah, I'm in that yeah. I'm in that window post baby where it's okay to eat like take and bake everything. You know, so I feel good about it. Um, and so the first week after you have a baby, right, it's like you, you don't want to cook, of course. So it's just oh, well, you want to put it in the oven, right, set the oven, and then it's it's there. It's ready to eat. And so we're in that phase, but we're coming out of it now. And I'm actually excited um, to start getting back on the healthy eating eating wagon. But, boy, those gummy bears sure were tempting the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks in, that's ambitious to be getting going that early. It yeah. took me like three years after having a baby to get back on the train. It totally so. derails you. It is wild. It, it is it is tough, but yeah, you know, we're getting through it. So, Lane, tell us about how how did you find Industrious? Like, where you know, give us your kind of origin story. We love every superhero has an origin story. So, what was yours? Like, how'd you find us, and and kind of where were you at in your life? Yeah, so there was this radioactive spider. No, yeah. um, I, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I work in marketing at Primera, and uh, I started there in uh, 2016 uh, after having my youngest son, who's now three, and um, I, you know, stumbled across CrossFit on the lawn and was like, ooh how do I feel about working out in front of everyone I work with and the CEO sometimes out there too. Uh, but everybody was awesome. Like, I mean, people know your name after day one, 
a lot of coworkers were going out there and saying, hey, you coming today, uh, signing up together to go out and take the classes. So I did the classes that summer and the following summer and nothing in between. <laughs> and then uh, last February, I joined the gym um, and have been going pretty pretty regularly since. So yeah, I started out with the 30-minute classes, just kind of easing into it, a little intimidated by the barbell and some of the gymnastics movements. But, um, but I took the plunge and started doing the full 60 class uh, in October. So it's been a little bit now and I'm getting more comfortable, you know, feeling like I can start adding some weight and not just working on my form on everything, some movements. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's been really, really cool to, you know, gain some confidence, gain some strength, um, and allow myself to try something that I'm not really good at yet. (laughs) Um, as a perfectionist, as somebody who's, you know, prides myself in in doing good work all the time it's hard to kind of take that step back and realize like i'm not going to be good at this right away it's going to take some work it's going to take some time absolutely yeah yeah there's so many i mean so much to to that story and things that you shared there that i want to unpack and get into uh because you're so right on i mean you're so spot on like and I, i think one of the things that's really interesting that you bring up right away is just that whole even to get started like before we we take that step forward and do something unknown or, or whatever new, we always have doubts, right? And one of those I think you bring up is a good one. It's like, do I want to work out in front of the people like my coworkers and like the leadership of the company, you know? And, and even that, just that, that like, do I want to put myself out there? Um, talk us through a little bit on, you know, overcoming some of those concerns and like, did they just instantly disappear or was it something that over the course of a few weeks you really got into it? I mean, I think once you get out there and you're moving, you're not you're not thinking about what other people are looking at. You're just thinking about get me through this workout, you know, <laughs> especially if you're not in great shape when you get started. You're just you can't focus on anything but what's right in front of you. Yeah, you realize like nobody cares. You yeah. know, everybody's just getting a workout on. No right. one cares about. Nobody's looking at you being like, "Oh, look at Elaine working out." <laughs> yeah. 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 But I hear that from a lot of people, you know, people stop me in the hall, they see me in my workout gear heading to the gym and they're like, man, how do you do that every day? Or how do you get there out, you know, in front of everybody working out with people that you work with? And, and I'm like, you just do it, you know, and everybody's doing the same thing. We're all trying to live our lives and be healthier and, and fit it in. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you just, you kind of just have to take that first step. The first step is the hardest, but once you do it, then it, it, I mean, for me, it's gotten to the point where if I don't do it, like this week, I haven't been to the gym at all yet. I, it, I suck. I hate it. Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I want to be there and it's not something I'm dreading. It's something that like I need, I crave, I want, I, you know, I want to have in my life. So that's when you know, you're starting to get that positive yep. lifestyle habit where it's almost like your skin starts itching and you start like, oh, and you start getting that kind of built up feeling and that frustration feeling of not going, right? That's like a good thing. You know, and typically I think when you have that trigger set up so that by that third day that you haven't had a workout in, you really start feeling that anxious feeling. That's a really good thing. That's super positive. So I'm loving that that's where you're at because that means it's really now become like neurologically hardwired and connected to your emotional state that you want to get your fitness on. Yeah. And exercise for me has always been like that. Like uh, when I, uh, I played sports as a kid, but in college I started playing rugby because I needed a physical outlet. I was 
taking a full class load. I was working at the school newspaper and I didn't have anything physical to just like sweat it out, you know, and, and get to that state of, you know, not thinking about all the stuff I had to do, but just, you know, that kind of Zen zone. And I've never been like a runner who could get that runner's high feeling, but I could get that from a contact sport. <laughs> so, totally. so smashing people. Exactly, yeah. man. It's way cheaper than therapy. Um, <laughs> so, so I started playing rugby in college. I did that for four years, played a little bit after I got out of college. And then I went through a period of inactivity. Then I found roller derby, um, which was like rugby at 10 times the speed. Yeah. <laughs> rugby at 50 miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. On, yeah, rugby uh, on, roller on a hard surface. Yeah. Uh, but I already, you know, half the battle there with people who are new to that sport is getting used to the contact. And I was already, you know, I was like, sweet, I can hit people again. Um, so, you know, I had to learn how to skate (laughs) and how to do the contact in a little bit different way at, at higher speeds. But, um, that was such a great experience for me, uh, physically, emotionally, just gained a lot of confidence, a lot of leadership. Um, and, uh, did that up until, uh, I was, pregnant with my son and then, you know, kind of fell off of it. And that was such a time commitment. Um, there were a lot of barriers to get back into it. So I, again, went through kind of a a few years of inactivity trying to figure out, do I want to go back to one of the sports I played before, go back to the gym? I did a very, very sad tour at one of these giant gyms, um, that will remain nameless and, uh, (laughs) was like, Oh my God, I don't want this. Like, this is not the kind of environment that's going to inspire me to come back again and again. It would be a chore uh, if I were there. So uh, I knew Industrious from from the workouts on campus and, you know, walking right around the corner, like five minutes up the road to, to go to the gym was such a low barrier that I was like, all right, I, you know, I will actually do this and I will enjoy it. Right. Yeah, because so. it's a combination of things, you know, in order to build that yeah. that fitness habit, it has to be accessible, right? And, and relatively easy to, to accept. Like, so either on the way from, you know, on the way to work, on the way from work, like somehow it has to fit into your life. Because if you have to take 20 or 30 minutes and go to a place that is super low energy or you're not inspired to go, chances are it's not going to get hardwired in as a habit that you're going to maintain for the long term. Well, totally. You know, and I've seen it. We've got so many years now under our belts of 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 seeing it firsthand and talking to people about their experience and in sort of you know how they broke through into you know a healthy lifestyle is just what I live. You know, because everybody's story starts with that that period where it is a chore. It is new. It is hard. Um, it's uncomfortable. It's sore. It's it's new disciplines. It's changing your food. It's it, it's changing so much, and you know, it's just intense, right? And so, to your point, if if it is baked into the framework of how your day can really function, if the barriers are low, um, then you know it, your, your chances of success are tenfold, right? I think oftentimes. People, you know, with the most positive intentions, will go out and try to, you know, change their change their behaviors or, you know, 
start exercising or start eating the right foods. Um, but in, in the process of, of, of doing that, they set the bar maybe a little bit too high or they underestimate the barriers that are sort of fundamentally there. And then they fall off the wagon once the motivation aspect wears off, right? Because when you're motivated, it's actually easy. Everybody's motivated in week one and week two. But once you get into the dog days, then it's a lot harder. And so having it baked into the framework of your day where you can sneak down there at 1130 and hit a workout and then get back up to you know a 1230 meeting. Um, and it's sort of, you know, when you're already in grind mode anyway, um, you know, I feel like it's just much more sustainable. That's why I think that you, your gym should be close to your work. If, if it's close to your work, uh, and granted, if it's close enough to your house, that's wonderful too for the weekends and stuff like that. But when you're already in that mode of I'm going to go to work uh, and then I'm going to take care of my own body too, you know, your, your chances of success are a lot higher. Um, if you're putting the gym at 10 o'clock at night, um, and it's sort of a long way to get there and a long way back, then it's going to be a lot harder for you. What about when it comes to, you know, speaking of this kind of fitness and work and kind of you're already in grind mode, you know, what, what, what do you think? And, you know, what have you seen from, from a work standpoint, from a productivity standpoint and from a kind of Primera team culture, you know, how has the inclusion of a fitness program for, for many people, how, how has that changed things up? You know, I, I think what I've seen is people connecting with other people who may, not, you know, they may not work with regularly. They see them every day at the same time for a workout. And then when they do encounter them in the workplace, they've got that thing in common, that touch point um, to, you know, to kick things off, to break the ice. Um, you know, certainly like on my team, uh, which is, you know, about six people, several of us go in the middle of the day to work out. It's, you know, it's not a thing that is a, a barrier to anything or a, a problem at all. It's like, you know, hey, we know, you know, th these three people go work out at lunch and they come back. And um, so we just, we try not to schedule lunch meetings and things like that, which is, which is good anyway. Like everybody needs a break in the middle of the day. Totally. It's super sad to be just sitting there eating your lunch and working straight through everything mm -hmm. um, at your desk or in a meeting. Um and then, you know, I've seen too, from, from a leadership perspective, those leaders who are out there on the lawn working out or who take their lunch break and go work out, go for a run, go for a bike ride, whatever that is, like that sets a great tone and a great example for the rest of the workforce to say like, this is important. It's important to make time for yourself. It's important to, to take time for your fitness. And, you know, we value that here. So I, I really appreciate that I've seen that from leaders in my department throughout the company um, because it, it certainly makes it easier to take that step uh, and overcome your personal barriers when you're not also facing like, oh, somebody's looking at me sideways because I'm always taking off at lunchtime, you know? Totally. Yeah, no, it's a, in, you know, Primera just does such a wonderful job, literally from the top down. And Jeff is the CEO at Primera and he comes down and he participates with us when he can. Um, and he's actually quite regular. You know, he, he participates on, on a, on a regular basis with us. And it is, um, it is wonderful to have that because to your point, you know, oftentimes people are afraid or they have reservations about getting out there and just being, you know, in that vulnerable state out on the lawn working out, maybe I've never worked out before. And, you know, am I going to be judged and stuff like that? But to see the example, um, of the CEO down there doing it himself, putting himself out there in front of everybody is very powerful. Um, and, and, and it, it is so cool. And, you know, he's, he's been a, a wonderful supporter of ours and, and we certainly, you know, love having him down there.
Yeah, it's it's interesting because we have all these reasons why we don't do things, you know, these these objections. One being what people are going to think about me or I'm intimidated or I haven't done this before or just like, oh, it's going to be hard, right? I'm out of shape or maybe I'm not, you know, I'm just worried that it's going to, I'm going to be sore or whatever. But I think another thing that affects us is this time thing, right? And like, I'm too busy. You know, and you talk about like working through lunch and whether we're, you know, at Primera or we're at Microsoft or Amazon or we're a business owner, uh, you know, all of us have this crazy long to-do list that is like literally never ending. You know, we all wake up at four o'clock or five o'clock since I'm in the morning, your head's already racing, you're already thinking all the stuff you have to do, right? And so time, and it's like, oh, do I have time to do this? And what about all the stuff I have to do is oftentimes a big excuse for people or a big objection or obstacle they have to come over. You know, so talk to us about, you know, talk to us about what you've seen from a productivity standpoint with the inclusion of like a kind of a daily workout or, or more consistently getting down there in that work day. What has that done from a work standpoint, from a productivity standpoint? I mean, for me, it's just a, it's a great reset. Like, uh, you know, I'm in it all morning, going to meetings, getting stuff done. And then I've got that time to just take a break, be completely immersed in something else. And I do feel like during that workout, you know, I'm, I'm not focused on, I'm not thinking about work. I'm not distracted by that. I'm in the moment, you know, I'm trying to do the movements correctly and, and, um, you know, get as much out of that time as I can. Uh, so that when I go back, I I feel fresh again. It's like starting the day over, you know, and a lot of people have that really productive period first thing in the morning and then it just goes downhill for the rest of the day. I feel like I get another bump, you know, after my workout, after I come back to the office where I've got that fresh, you know, sense of, of productivity and uh, of, of getting stuff done in the middle of my day or, you know, the early afternoon. Uh, I don't get that like sleepy, nappy time. <laughs> I want to lay down under my desk and curl up. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't feel like I need a whole ton of coffee again in the afternoon. Like, you know, that, that workout really gives you something to go on for the rest of the day, energy wise. And, and I think that totally translates to productivity. Yeah, it's interesting because that's what all the science says, right? All the research tells us that when we get exercise in it, you know, it's it's from a brain function standpoint, you know, our brain, our attention, our clarity of thought, our decision making, all that stuff improves, like our energy improves, our mood changes, right? Our moods improved, like our receptivity and connectedness, is, all of it improves through fitness and through working out. And yet, you know, that's fine and dandy to read about it. But when you visit, when you actually experience it and see it, it's pretty cool. Because, you know, what you said there is like, it's so easy for our productivity just to go to shit in oh, the afternoon, yeah. you know, just totally. <laughs> that it really is a great way to get out of the routine, snap, boom, refresh, fresh mind, fresh, fresh mindset, energized and like dive back into it. Yeah. And what I love too is if I, you know, I'm working on a problem and I can't, I don't really see a good solution. I go do that workout. I come back oftentimes on that walk back to the office. I'm like, oh yeah, I could do this. Or, you know, here's a different approach we could take. And so it, it, it kind of jolts you, (laughs) jogs you out (laughs) of that funk. Uh, and, and yeah, it's that boost that you yeah. need sometimes. Well, totally. And, you know, for, for me and you know, I'm, I'm juggling so many things all the time. We all are right. But you know, there's a lot of stuff that I, that I'm constantly trying to work through and it can become very unorganized very quickly just because of the chaos of all the moving parts with, you know, running a company like industrious. And so, um, you know, 
for me, when I, when, when I work out, it's, it is that instant, you know, hard reset and things that were super foggy instantly become much more clear. I have a much stronger sense of direction, the immediate actions and the immediate steps that I need to take, um, you know, after working out and, you know, I joke all the time with people after I get done taking the noon class, I'm, you know, I say all the time, I'm, I'm ready for the next eight hours, you know, and I truly am, you know, because going into it, you're, you're right. Your energy level's low. You're, you're, I've already reached decision fatigue every day by like 1030. Right. And so to have a noon workout, I'm instantly spiked and I'm, I'm fresh again. I can think clear again. Um, and I'm just in a peak state, you know, for, for several hours after that. And I can continue to carry that momentum throughout the rest of my afternoon and evening. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I think if, if we look at from an economic standpoint, uh, the single greatest thing that we could do to boost like the U.S. economy and just just totally transform our like our, the global workforce, it would be the inclusion of like a, a noon workout for every like if you know if you threw that in the mix, like the positive upside of that from an economic standpoint is probably like a hundred trillion dollars or something it, insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish there was a way to measure it. Well, because it's you think really, of all the things, all the trickle down uh, uh, impact. You know, not only just from a productivity, mood, energy, decision, all that kind of stuff, but then think about like the improved resiliency to sickness and then the lack and then now all of a sudden because your fitness has improved you know you're you're not uh you're low your back's not hurting your knee or all this kind of stuff right if you look at all of the physical ailments that pull people out of work and cause them to miss work yeah. right and you think about how much of that would be buffered with like a 30 minute workout every day yeah it's insane well, totally. And if you just look at like the whole picture of wellness, right? You so you you've got things that are you know professional fulfillment that are that are interconnected to um, to your your own your own uh, sense of. Um, uh, or your, your own exercise, you've, you've got, um, your own family and you've got sort of, you know, th- those connections that are, that are, you know, loosely connected to the other side of the circle of something again, that it's a more, more a little bit more on the professional side of things. And, you know, it, it's this, it, it's a wheel, so to speak, if you can visualize a wheel and in a wheel gets momentum as it touches each one of those single touch points. And so, you know, having, you, you know, a workout or having a workout at work, you know, you're, you're literally taking multiple aspects of that wellness continuum and you're tying them together and mind body, um, mind body, for those of you guys that don't know, that's the, the software provider that industrious uses for a, a lot of stuff. But, um, what's really cool about mind body is they have, you know, they, they're connected to so many fitness studios throughout the world. I mean, they, so they have just unbelievable data and they do really, really good research. And they just did a study, you know, talking about, you know, the, the whole wellness continuum and what does wellness really look like? And it's so much more than I eat well and I exercise, you know, there's, there's emotional happiness. There's, there's a lot of other stuff, but the, the, the interesting thing in that study and really the bottom line is that they're all connected. You can't neglect any one of them because you'll stop that wheel. And so, um, and so anyways, I, I'm just fascinated by it. And I think that, you know, if you, if you've got people that are, that are not exercising and they're not eating the right foods, it's now that's not the be all end all in happiness. Right. But again, it's, it, it, each one of those, those two things are stopping that wheel from really being able to rev up and run as hard as it can. It's yeah. the butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah. And I know like as a mom working out for me checks off so many boxes but but one of them is just you know being a role model for my kids you know and having them see what i can do the strength you know that 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 i'm gaining and even you know when i try something and i 
I can't do it right away. Like with the open, this is my first time through the open. There's definitely been movements I've not been able to do, even in the scaled workouts. So like the last two weeks, my family's come to Friday Night Lights to see me do my workout. And like I spent three minutes trying to get a handstand on 19.3. I spent three minutes trying to get a pull-up on 19.4. And that's that's great. I was smiling, high-fiving people at the end. I think it's good for, for my kids to see me try and and fail at something mm-hmm. and be okay with that because it, it provides that kind of psychological, emotional stability for them to see that that's okay. Totally. And that's, that's part of how you grow and, and become stronger and how you have breakthroughs. You know, we were talking about that earlier. It's, it's, you know, it's important for them to see that in, in their parents, in other role models to, to feel that for themselves too. Yeah, in, so in, I think that you're teaching them right out of the gate that a, to have a growth mindset. Truly, it's, you know, I am working through this and I can't do it yet. And yet is the key word, right? Whereas, you know, oftentimes people think in terms of failure is I can't do it. I can't do it. So I'm done, right? And that's a fixed mindset. And that's what we're always kind of harping on that, that concept. Um, and so being okay with failing at something is a good thing because it is, it, 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 it helps teach you resilience. It helps teach you how to keep trying. Um, and it's, again, it goes back to, it's not the, did you get it done or did you not get it done? It's the process. It's all the work that you put in, in to, to trying to do it. That's where all of the magic happens for people. And so I think it's, it's, it's brilliant that you're doing that. I think it's, it's, it's absolutely the right, right course of action. Um, yeah. and the right example, uh, in, you know, like with things like the open or any new challenge, you know, I've, and I've seen it, you know, with people in the gym and I'm not calling anybody out or any of that stuff, but you know, when people go into it and I'm going to go out there, I'm going to try my best and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to high five and rock and roll. And it's just going to be what it is going to be. Um, and you know, that mindset usually leads to people getting their first. If it doesn't happen that day, it happens very quickly after that. Um, it's, it's kind of like imminent at that point, but when people come in and say, I'm not going to try, I'm not going to do it because I can't do it. It never happens. And you know, it's, it's just, it's a mindset shift that I think people, you know, need to have. And I think that people, as they gain experience and they become just more authentic, they've been, you know, they, they sort of learned enough about themselves. They do grow into having more of a, a growth mindset over time. Um, but for younger people in particular, it can be very devastating for them to, you know, to, to fail an exam or, and then they think that I'm bad at statistics because I failed this one exam. And it's, it's not the, like, that's not the right course of action. People like, um, know that it, you, you're not there yet in, in any, you People can learn things. People can do things that they never thought possible. Um, if they just stick with the process, they keep trying to learn and keep telling themselves, yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But don't say to yourself, I'm not there. Make sure you finish it with the word yet. And if you need inspiration and you want to see this kind of brought to life in a really cool way, go watch Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, the new Captain Marvel. It's a great movie. It's so good. But that's the core story of Captain Marvel. Is it really? Is really that. Yeah, it's the it's the kind of get back up and and you fail and you fail and you fail again, but then finally you break through, and you unleash your inner badass. You glow like a rainbow. You fly through space and you blow up alien ships. That's what Captain <laughs> Marvel does. People, not to take the way I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but 
she's badass. So you're saying if I have a growth mindset, I can become Captain, Captain Marvel? Marvel. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Become rad. Captain Marvel. <laughs> that's pretty rad. Become Captain Marvel. That movie is so good. So good. So good. That was fun to go with my daughter to go see that movie because I do think on the topic of helping kids understand what failing and succeeding looks like, it's absolutely essential. And and it's really interesting because you look at how much anxiety kids have today and it's like off the chart, right? Like kids have way more anxiety than they've ever had before and all this kind of bad stuff because of that. And one of the core elements or reasons that some psychologists believe that that's happening is because, you know, kids have this unrealistic expectation of themselves because we have this, this kind of super helicopter parent, super cuddle, super affirmative and supporting. And there's a lot of good stuff about that, right? There's a lot of good stuff about being affirmative and supporting and everybody gets a ribbon and all that kind of stuff. But on the flip side is, is that nobody gets that life can be really freaking hard sometimes and you're going to get punched in the face and you're going to fail and you're going to lose and you're going to get your heart broken and you're going to get kicked when you're down. <laughs> going to get kicked while you're down. And so are you going to get back up? And right. training yourself and teaching yourself how to do that over and over again becomes a very powerful skill. This is, of course, resiliency. And, of course, is at the heart of the Captain Marvel story. I love it. That's my pitch for Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go see it. You got to go see it, dude. Right it's so alley. good. It it's so good. Like, there's a part. I'm not even going to spoil it for you, but you're going to be like, oh, this is the part. This is the part. <laughs> Resilient. I get it now. So good. No, it's so good. So I, this is perfect because I think, you know, you're really opening up the deeper conversation is that ultimately, you know, it's more than just looking good and feeling good and being strong, which is awesome, you know, and there's so much to be said about that. But it's really about this this deeper connection and this deeper connection to ourselves and then to the people in our lives who were there to influence and guide and teach. And that's really what part of this fitness journey has been. And it's so cool to hear that your family was there watching you at the open, you know, seeing you out there cheering for you. And that's a transformational moment for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it felt really good. Obviously, I, I would love to be able to do that movement and get it and nail it. But but trying and having them there cheering and being just as excited for me when I was almost able to do it <laughs> yeah. um, as if I'd been able to do it. You know, that's great. And well, I, you'll have a shot in October. So that yeah. should be your new goal at the October open to have your pull up yep. because we're going to have we have the double open this year. So you can do this yep. because this is a big part about the open is like, OK, well, next year and it becomes a super cool way to benchmark your fitness. Yeah. Right. And, and that's why I made the leap and, and tried it this year, not to compete against anybody else, but really to have that benchmark to try some of those things I hadn't done before and, um, you know, and be able to see that growth and that progression over time. Um because I'm not going to be a competitive CrossFit athlete. That's not why I'm here. But um, but I can grow and improve and do things that I've never done before with this, you know, with this sport. So uh, it's really exciting, and I think the the opportunity to 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 help instill some of those values in my kids and create that environment. And to take that back to the workplace and think about how can we create an environment where it's okay for people to try new things there and fail and grow. Um, that's really important, and 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 I love that that synergy of having that in different different aspects of my life right now. So yeah, I think it's it's unbelievably powerful and so cool. That is it. If there's a core message that we want people to get from this show, I think it's that it's the try and fail. It's the growth m- mindset. It's put yourself in uncomfortable positions in and push yourself forward and get to the other side because the other side that's where all the cool stuff happens. 
Yeah, for yeah, sure. it's incredible. It's awesome, Wallen. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing your journey, your origin story about the radioactive spider and how you got bit, and then you could do all the stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, and thank you for being part of the community, and thank you for the work that you're doing within Primera to encourage those guys to get in and get their fitness on, and how you're kind of helping bridge that awesome gap between our fitness and our productivity and our family and all that stuff. You're a great role model, and we just love having you. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on the next show. Work hard, live fit, and do something scary. Don't be afraid, people. Get out there. Fail. Stand back up and go after it and go see Captain Marvel. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.